an amazing thing to be called stubborn. I remember as a kid when my father um, would ask me to do something and I didn't want to do it, he'd say to me, auction, it'd be an auction. Anybody ever have that as a kid? Somebody says to you, an auction. Maybe, maybe you didn't hear it in Yiddish, maybe you didn't hear it, but maybe someone said, you know, you're pretty strong-willed. Anybody ever get that? I can look at some of you in, who didn't relate to the auction, who when I said you were strong-willed, you were like, oh, oh yeah, that, that's me. You had a way, you had a thing that you wanted to do, and it wasn't easy to deter you. The inability to persuade or the inability to convince, the inability to, to have you let go of what it is that you want. Auction. Put away your clothing. No, I'm in the middle. Auction. Stop watching TV. No, auction. To be akshan, to be, to be stubborn in the biblical idiom is to be kshe'oref. To be kshe'oref means to be stiff-necked. To be a stiff-necked person is something that in the Torah is not a laudable quality. To be an am kshe'oref, as we are called by Moses or by God in the book of Exodus and then again in the book of Vayikra and then in Leviticus and then also in Numbers. There are no shortage of times that we're called a stiff-necked people, an amksha'oref, a difficult people, kasha'oref. We have a hard time being flexible. We weren't yogic. This quality of being stubborn, this quality of being stiff is a quality that is picked up by someone whom we began the year with and whose yard site was this past week. The memory, the remembrance, the, the, the annual revisiting of the death birthday of this particular person, whose name was Kolomus Kalmish Shapira, known as the Rebbe of the Warsaw Ghetto or the, the Piazetzner Rebbe. The Rebbe whose Torah we saw on the first day of Rosh Hashanah together when we spoke about hope and we spoke about rainbows. The rabbi who, the rabbi of the Warsaw Ghetto who saw the darkness of his own family being murdered before his eyes. And that rabbi returns this Shabbat to explore with us a profoundly interesting part of the Noah story. The rabbi in 1940, in the heart of it, in the depths of it, sat with his chassidim, sat with his devotees. And looking out at them, he said, you know, students, that Noah is compared to Abraham. The biblical figure Noah is compared to the patriarch Abraham. And even though when Noah is introduced to us as readers of the Torah, we don't yet know who Abraham is. The rabbis, of course, did. And when they read Noah, they compared him to Abraham at a times they read him as not nearly as evolved, not nearly as accomplished, not nearly as ethical and as moral a light as the, the light of Abraham, who would become the patriarch of our people. 
And in one particular passage, in the beginning of tomorrow morning's Torah reading, our wisdom reading tomorrow morning, the Torah tells us, tells us, Eila told us, Noach, these are the generations of Noach, Noach each tzadikaya, he was a righteous person, tamimaya bidorotav, he was wholesome, complete, unblemished in his generation, et ha-elohim hit halech Noach, that Noach walked with God, but the verb hitalech is reflexive, he was walked by God. God walked him, God supported him, and so in comparing that verb to the same usage of the word to walk with, with Abraham, Abraham seemed to walk without needing help. Noah needed help, and Abraham didn't, it seems. And so the Rebbe in the Warsaw Ghetto looked at his Hasidim and his devotees, and he said, what is the nature of this difference between the two individuals? What is the nature of the difference between Noah, the personality of Noah, who needed help, and Abraham who didn't? And this is when the Rebbe embarks on a, an incredible journey into something that I, I'd like to share with you tonight that's giving me strength this week, this weekend, and the weeks ahead. The Rebbe quotes a story in the Talmud, a crazy story. In Sanhedrin, Chufdalad, Kafdalad, in 104 Sanhedrin, there's a, a story that begins this way. Tanu Rabbanan, the rabbis taught that there was once a ma'aseh b'shnei b'nei adam she'nishbu b'har Carmel. There were two Jewish people who were taken captive on Mount Carmel. And their captor was walking behind them. One of the captives said to the other captive, You know, this camel, the Gamal, the, the, the two captives start to discuss with one another things out loud that the captor behind them can hear. They start to say, you know, that this camel is blind in one eye. And not only that, we know that they say that the, there, there's a wine bag and an oil bag. We can see these things. We can tell that the, there are two people that are driving the camel. One of them is Jewish, the other is not. And they start to make these predictions. And the captor overhearing this between these two, these two captives, this conversation, this chokhmah, this wisdom says to them, He said, tell me something, he says. The captor says to the two captives from the Mount Carmel, you two captives, and he uses this phrase, you stiff-necked people, meaning you Jews. How do you know these things? I'm going to pause on the story now because the rest of the story is amazing, but like, what bothers the Rebbe here is what's the connection between the wisdom that these people are expressing and the nickname given to them by this captor? Why in this moment, says the Rebbe to his Hasidim in the Warsaw Ghetto, why he says to all of you, why, you've studied this Talmudic story before, he says to them, why do you think that in the language of the Talmud, the captor's voice now calls to these two Jews and says, Instead of Jews or captives, it says, you stiff-necked ones, where does your wisdom come from? 
What's the connection to the question, where does your wisdom come from and stiff-neckedness? And now says the Rebbe to all of the Hasidim, all of his devotees sitting in the Warsaw Ghetto, he says, you know that in the Torah, there was a moment in the Torah where God said to the people, I want to leave you because I can't handle that you're so stiff-necked. And Moshe said back to God, God, don't leave us. And God said, fine, I'll go, I'll send an angel to be with you. And then Moses says to them, God, please, God, no angel. We want you alone to be with us because, after all, we are a stiff-necked people. Which one is it, says the Rebbe? In the Moses story with God, God says, I can't be with you because you're stiff-necked. And Moses says, be with us because we're (laughs) stiff-necked. Which one is it? God says, I can't be with you. I'll send an angel. And then Moses responds in the very same text in Exodus, God, don't leave us with an angel. Because we're an Amkshe Oref. We're a stiff-necked people. The Rebbe asks, hey, Hasidim devotees, which one is it? Should God abandon us, quote-unquote, because we're stiff-necked? Is it negative? Or is it, as Moses says back to God, wait a second, God, that's the very reason you should stay with us. In the words of the Rebbe, he says, listen, let me tell you something about the world of of characteristics and qualities. Inyan kshe'oref hi achas hamalos achitovos. The Rebbe says now to his chassidim, to his devotees in the Warsaw Ghetto, to be stiff-necked is one of the greatest qualities that you can ever have to be an auction, to be stubborn. For someone who is not stiff-necked, stiff-necked is haf-hafach vekalhu, is going from one side to another. Pamkach vepamkach. At one moment this way, another moment another way. You can't finish anything with this person. They're not stubborn enough. In one moment, you're one way, you're committed, you're passionate, and the next minute, you're going in a different direction. He said, but not so with a stiff, a stiff-necked person. Someone who is stubborn in the holiest way is someone whom you know will begin a task and finish it. You won't be able to budge them. They're stubborn for the sake of the holy. And the Rebbe looked out at his chassidim and he said, when it came to Noah, Noah wasn't as great as Avraham because Noah didn't have enough stubbornness in him. He didn't have enough to see the path through in quite the same way that Abraham did. Abraham was able, says the Rebbe, to be stubborn for the sake of God. Both of them had challenges. Both of them had difficulties. Both of them struggled. But Abraham was just a little bit more stubborn than Noah. A remarkable teaching. And he turns it back and he says, this is the quality that that captor saw in those two Jews. He said to them, you two Jews, on the road to captivity, on the road to losing everything that you, you found familiar in the midst of difficulty and trauma and challenge and vicissitudes and sadness and despair, 
your chokhmah, your wisdom, your ability to still notice what's in front of you and behind you and on side of you. It's remarkable. It must come, says the Rebbe, from being stiff-necked. And in the story, in the Gemara, in the Talmud, as the Rebbe, if you look at the story, the captor gives them a kiss on the head and frees them and says, ah, such a wise people. To be stiff-necked, to be stubborn for the sake of the holy. To be immutable for the sake of what's good and just and true. To be nitzav, to be solid amidst all of the turbulence and all of the deluge of despair and confusion. To stand firm in our knowing, to stand firm in our stiff-neckedness. This coming week will be the second anniversary of of the horrific attack in Pittsburgh where 11 souls were murdered for being stiff-necked Jews. In two weeks, a stiff-necked people yearning for democracy and a return to civility will bear lines and challenges and remarkably unimaginable miniot, obstacles, to expressing their vote and expressing their return to the power of the people. Because Am Kshe'oref, not just the Jewish people, but people of goodwill, people of good intentions, people of, of decency and dignity, know how to elevate the power of Kshe'oref, of being stiff-necked. Of course, any quality has a negative side. I've had my fair share of being called not only by my father, but by congregants and others in auction. Ingber, you insisted on there being a yeshiva at great cost, potentially to this community. You insisted that there be, in the Roman universe and in the Jewish universe, a contemplative center where people from every age demographic could sit together and learn meditation and learning the Torah of Hasidus and Neo-Hasidism. And I lost a lot of political blood. I had people who were angry at me, who left the community. But Ingber, I'm Cheorif, you're an auction, and I'm an auction for the sake of the holy. I'm an auction for the sake of the holy. To be an auction, to be unwilling to compromise on what is good and what is true. Yeah, of course, compromise is worthy. And certainly we all know our fair share of people who, are, who can't bend like that reed that we spoke about before the high holidays, that the Torah is written with the flexibility of the reed. But the Rebbe was looking at people who are in the midst of a deluge, in the midst of despair, in the midst of unimaginable suffering. And he said to them, I know suffering. I lost my children, he said. But we're in Am Oref. We're stiff-necked people. We were made for this time to stand our ground, to stand firm, to not bend, to be rooted in that deep knowing, that deep knowing that the Rebbe invited. In the last couple of years, we have seen an unbelievable upsurge of awareness around justice and the call to justice. We have seen an un-
unprecedented call to stand together arm in arm with all marginalized people and we as a community and we as a broader Jewish community will continue to do that but let's not forget and we, I'm Cheorif, with each and every year more and more Jews are being attacked and will we stand with them too? 2100 last year, the largest number of anti-Semitic attacks since the ADL and others started counting anti-Semitism. We stand with all peoples and we stand with our own people. And even today, as we are gathering on Shabbat in the world around us, there is a continued anti-Semitic trope, continued presence of white supremacy and anti-Semitism and hatred for Jews because they are a stiff-necked people or for whatever absurd reason people come up with. We stand together with all peoples and we stand together recognizing that this Shabbat, the Shabbat after the yard site of the Rebbe and the Shabbat before the anniversary of the Tree of Life, that there's so much more for us to do as a Jewish community, as the American community, as the world community, to stem the tide of Jew hatred. We won't budge. We will continue to be Jews. We will continue to speak from that place. May God bless us and strengthen us in these difficult moments as we stand together in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of pain and suffering, and give us the power to stand firm, to stand up, to stand with, to be amcheorif, the stiff-necked, stubborn, for the sake of holy people that we have always been and will always be as we make our way towards the light together.